wake up and you, you choose if you're going to eat breakfast or not. You choose if you're going to, to, to get milk or if you're going to get coffee or if you're going to get water, if you're going to get orange juice for breakfast. You choose those types of things. You, you choose if you're going to be in a bad mood or a good mood that day. You choose what places you're going to eat, what you're going to wear. All of these many choices that are made as the day begins every single day. But as you think about the bigger choices in life, you begin to think about some of the things that we on a day-to-day basis choose without even realizing it. On a week-to-week basis, a month-to-month, a a yearly basis, we choose certain things. And as you come to verse number 15, he makes that statement, Choose you this day whom you will serve. Now this morning, I'm not going to call on you to choose whom you will serve, I believe. You understand exactly what we are trying to get across here, that you ought to serve the Lord, that you should choose God. That is something that Joshua here is trying to get across. Choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. A choice was made. A choice was called on to be made, but therefore a choice had to be made. There are people who will make the statement, well, I'll just choose later. And by saying I'll choose later, you have just chosen that moment. You've chosen to hold off. You've chosen to make it be something that you don't think about at that moment, but later on. And so as you approach 2021, you made some choices. As 2022 now approaches, you have the opportunity. We like to look at January 1st. Everyone looks at it as a fresh start, a new beginning, if you would. And so as you look back on 2021, what are some of the things that maybe you chose without even realizing it? And maybe in 2021, you chose to to be a jealous individual. Without even realizing it, you just began to choose jealousy, or maybe you chose bitterness, or maybe you chose anger, or maybe you chose frustration, or, or, or maybe you chose hate, or unforgiveness, or carelessness, or laziness. Those are things that you naturally just, you know, without even thinking about it, choose. You ever had one of those days where you, you're wore out, and so it comes to, to Saturday, and on Saturday you say, you know what, I'm going to choose to be lazy. I'm just going to choose to do nothing today. We all have those days where you just say, you know what, it's Saturday, Monday through Friday has been a long week. I'm just going to do nothing. I'm just going to sit on the couch. I'm going I'm to watch TV. I'm going to do this. I'm going to do that. I'm not doing anything productive today. And we choose those things. But sometimes without even realizing it, we choose things such as bitterness and we hold on to it. We choose unforgiveness and we hold on to it. We choose anger. Maybe in 2021 you chose some other things on the opposite side of it. Maybe you chose happiness. Maybe you chose laughter. Maybe you chose hard work. Maybe you chose consistency, faithfulness, honesty. Maybe those are some things that you chose in 2021 without even realizing it. You woke up every single day and you said, you know what? My circumstances aren't going to keep me bound. I'm going to be happy today. Maybe you chose that hard work and you, you woke up that, that day and it was one of those things where you didn't really feel like it, but you knew you needed to. And so you said, I'm going to choose to do what's right. And so naturally, we begin to make some choices of what we choose to be the case. And in Joshua chapter number 24, he is presenting them with an option. He says, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which your father served, that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites, in whose land ye dwell. But as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. So we see a principle here. A 
principle of choosing the Lord and the decision that had to be made, whether you're going to choose the, the idols, the, the small gods, if you would, or you're going to choose the true living God. And Joshua says, hey, you choose whatever you want, but as for me and my house, we're going to serve the Lord. We're going to choose these things. We're going to choose the real God. And in 2022, as it approaches, I would wonder if there would be some who would say, hey, you can choose bitterness if you want to. You can choose unhappiness. You can choose the, the anger and the frustration and the jealousy. You can choose the, the carelessness and the laziness. And we could go on and on and, and name a bunch of things that are not productive or not well or good for us. But hey, for me, I'm going to choose happiness. As for me, I'm going to choose faithfulness. As for me, I'm going to choose honesty. I'm going to choose all of these things that are pleasant, if you would. And so we ask ourselves this question, what will we choose in 2022? And here in a few moments, I want to share just a list of of practical things that I pray would be our choice as as Christians in 2022. But how do you get to the point of choosing and, and making it worthwhile? Well, before we get right into those things that I believe would be essential to choose, notice these four things that are very practical in making that decision. Number one, there has to be a decision made. You have to decide. As you, as you find yourself, you ever, you know, sometimes Jackson and Holly, whenever they get hungry, they'll say, well, I'm hungry. And Jackson's one, he's, he's our carb guy. He loves, he loves bread. He loves, you know, uh, waffles. He loves pancakes. He loves... Uh, you know, just a sandwich with uh, with some cheese on it. I mean, he's just he's that. Now Holly's our meat person, and, and she she for the longest time she didn't want candy, but sometimes we just went to Waffle House just the other day, and I was asking Jackson. I said, "What do you want?" He was he was stuck. He could either get uh, eggs and bacon or he could get a waffle, and he just sat there and stared at me for about two minutes because he didn't know what he wanted. I said, "Son, you either got to get a waffle or you're getting eggs and bacon." I want both. You won't eat both. But I, you're not... Choose. Choose ye this day. <laughs> you know? And so he had to make the decision. And every single day we have to make that same decision. Not about waffles and eggs and bacon. But about, hey, am I going to, to make this day profitable? Choose you this day. Am I going to be angry and mad at my situation and frustrated with this person? Or am I going to choose to be a happy Christian? Am I going to choose to, to, to give God my best today? Am I going to choose to do something great for God today? Or am I going to get hung up by this over here? There has to be a decision made. In every single area of our lives, there has to be a decision. There has to be a time when you say, hey, I'm going to do this. You either put it off or you make it. New Year's resolutions, you begin to think about New Year's resolutions and, and the New Year's resolutions that are typical as far as that most people will make will, will be such as trying to get out of debt or trying to exercise, or trying to diet, or certain things like that. Those are decisions, and those are New Year's, resolution, New Year's resolutions, but just saying it doesn't mean that it'll happen. You have to put your foot forth. The decision has to be made. Not only should you make that decision, but there has to be a declaration. It's either shown off or it's hidden. As you think about some of these things concerning being a Christian, and Joshua here, as he is making this statement, he says, Choose you this day whom ye will serve. And if you were to think about it being something that he chose, but he didn't declare it, it'd be as though that we don't get the other end of this verse. It'd be as though the verse read, And if it seem evil unto you to to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve, whether the gods which uh, your fathers served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. And you say, well, who did he choose? He, He never declared it. 
He never decided what he was going to, he decided, but he never, he never told them what, hey, this is what I'm going to do to kind of persuade them. There have been times whenever you might be talking, and for the longest time, uh, there were, there was a, you know, you, you think about uh, these companies that came out with all these drinks. You had the, the Yeti that came out, and Yeti was, I mean, it was like the, the, the best thing ever when it came out. You had the Yeti Cubs, you had the Yeti Coolers. I can't afford a Yeti, so I went ahead and went to the Walmart and got one of the Walmart brands. And uh, I got one of the Walmart cups, and, and I uh, compared, and, you know, you have all the comparisons on YouTube and all these many things, and, and uh, you know, you think about persuasion. And so you watch the YouTube videos, and some of you might be one, you know, you watch the YouTube video, and I think the Yeti, it outperformed the other companies by about three to four hours. That might be enough to persuade you. Thirty dollars extra might not be enough for me sometimes. But then we got the cooler. Well, we didn't get the cooler. My brother-in-law got the cooler. And I had the Walmart cooler. I was persuaded. That Yeti cooler, I was persuaded. You think about certain things that persuade us in our lives. And you think about, uh, you know, uh, for instance, Wendy's over McDonald's. Wendy's all day. I was giving Brother John a hard time. Brother Austin and them were traveling to... Uh, see some family out in Texas, and so he sent us a, a picture of Bucky's, and it was giving Brother John a hard time because Brother John's never been to a Bucky's, and we always just kind of give him a hard time about that. And yesterday, as we were driving back, we stopped at Bucky's right outside of Atlanta, and uh, I sent them a text message and said, "What a way to what a way to end your Christmas going to Bucky's. I mean, it just doesn't get much better than that." I'm persuaded. Listen, there is not a better gas station in this world than Bucky's gas station. Anyone disagree with me? Anyone that's been to a Bucky's is me, I mean. I mean, it's just head and shoulders. Joshua was persuaded. As he makes this statement in verse number 15, If it seem evil unto you to serve the Lord, choose you this day whom you will serve. Whether the gods which your father served that were on the other side of the flood, or the gods of the Amorites in whose land ye dwell. The declaration comes at the very end. He made his decision. But his declaration was this, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. There are going to be times in your life when people will ask you, why do you go to church? Why are you all about this Christianity? Why, are you, why do you read the Bible? Why do you believe that God can answer prayer? Why do you, all these things, are you persuaded? And as you think about that decision that has to be made, then the declaration is made. Now it's time to dedicate yourself to it. You see, dedication is something that's either lived out or it's inconsistent. Dedication means that you wake up and you say, hey, I made that commitment, I'm going to stick to it. I was raised in a home that whenever I started something, I was made to finish it. There were some times whenever I didn't want to finish it. I remember there were times whenever I just wanted to quit, but I was not allowed. I had to dedicate myself to it. And as you think about dedication, as you think about declaration and decision, all of these go into the daily choosing of the Christian life. And the final thing is this, determination. In my office, I don't know if it's still up there right this very moment, but I have all of these words on, my, my, uh, 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 on the wall on just a little a board that I wrote on. They, that board has been up there since 2015. And I wrote those words. Dedication, determination, decide. I mean, all of those words. Because I have a firm belief that if you want to see something through, then just do it. There's so many excuses in life. There there are so many times whenever we will say, hey, I would love to see that person in church. 
But then we never invite them. And then we never knock on their door. We might invite them one time, but we, we kind of don't, we're not persistent about it. Or you might say, you know what, I sure would love to, to get better at this, but then we just kind of stare at it. And I'm of the firm belief that if, if you want to see something through, then give it to God, and when God opens those doors, be ready to walk through it. And be ready to see God do the work. And, and, and sometimes we say, well, we're just going to pray and, and wait for God to do something. But can I share with you, in Scripture we find that God expects the child of God to still put some forth some effort. He desires that we would be workers, that we would do something, and we wouldn't just say, hey, I sure would love to see the church grow. Well, how's the church going to grow? Go and knock on doors. Go and reach people. Go and lead people to Christ. Go and do some work. We like to use the verse, well, the Bible says that the, the Lord will add to the church. So we're just going to stay in here and, and hopefully some people will, will come through and they'll find, look, that's not how it works. We find in, in the gospel, we find right here, go ye therefore and teach all nations, baptizing them in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Ghost. Go ye therefore. And so there, there has to be a time in our lives where we decide, we declare, we dedicate ourselves and we determine, hey, if God wants this to happen, we're going to do it. But so oftentimes we use all of these many excuses. Verse 15, he says, but as for me and my house, we will serve the Lord. The decision was made. The declaration was made. The dedication was made. The termination was made. As you come to the end of 2021, you begin to think about maybe what are some of the things that you didn't realize that you chose, but you chose. And you begin to say, hey, you know what? I chose this, but this really wasn't a benefit to me. I chose to be jealous about this, or I chose to be angry at this person, but that wasn't right, and I needed to get that right. Or maybe you chose bitterness in this area, or maybe you chose something that was very, very harmful to your Christian life, and you chose some things that really weren't a benefit to you. One of the hardest things is being honest with ourselves and saying, you know what, that wasn't a very smart decision. I shouldn't have done that. But now as 2022 approaches, you say, you know what, I want to make some better choices. I choose. So what are some things that we choose? We're going to start with this for just a moment. I want to kind of lay a foundation. The first thing we ought to choose is obvious. Choose the Lord. Choose the Lord. Uh, so many times, now, choosing the Lord, all of a sudden, when you choose the Lord, and, and by choose the Lord, I mean give Him all of you. Uh, give Him preeminence in your life. And as you choose the Lord, all of a sudden, everything else begins to flow out of that. You begin to choose other areas and other things because you chose the Lord. And you say, Lord, I'm putting you first. I'm giving you preeminence. My life is yours. I'm at your feet, Lord. You have your way with me. I remember growing up and, and uh, one of the things that I grew up doing was playing sports. And it's been said many times that if you, if you build your confidence on the opinions and the, the praise of man, that when the criticism comes, it'll crumble. Because if, if the only thing that has you confident is when someone is saying, hey, good job, then as soon as they say, hey, that, that wasn't good, all of a sudden that confidence kind of shrinks. And I, growing up, I was a little bit on the shorter side, still am. Everyone in my family is above six foot, and somehow I, I didn't make it, all right? But everyone is, my brother's about 6'2", almost 6'3". I mean, my, my, my mom's side of the family, all the, the guys in the, 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 are 6'3 and up. And I just never made it. 5'11 and a half, that's where I ended up. That close. But growing up, uh, I was very short. And playing basketball with someone who is 6'3", almost 6'4", was just not very fun. 
And my stepdad was one, and my mom would always tell him to take it easy on me. Now, listen, I don't take it easy on Jackson, and Jackson gets mad. He can blame his papaw for it, all right? But playing basketball, if I were to go up for a layup, he would, I mean, every time, he'd just stand there and just swat it. And uh, I remember asking him, why are you doing that? And he said, because one day you'll be, able to, you'll be able to get around that, and you'll understand why I did it. And so for the longest time, I, I mean, I was shorter, so I would get around him, but as soon as I would go to wind, I mean, I'm small, so as soon as I go to wind up that basketball to throw it up there just like this, he'd come and he'd just walk and he'd just swat it. And then sixth grade came. And he could never beat me again. I was too quick for him. And now I give him a hard time and I talk to him. Playing basketball, I built my confidence because I was able to do certain things and able to take all of what he was doing and he was beating, he was smacking the ball, he was fouling me, he was, I mean, he was doing all these things. And he wasn't one who was just going to say, hey, good shot. Matter of fact, whenever I shot the ball and he blocked it, he'd say, you midget, things like that. You're never going to be able to get that above me. I mean, he, he would, he, I mean, it, he tripped me and kicked me while I was down. But it helped me. Now, he wasn't mean. <clears throat> I mean, I felt like he was whenever I was in third grade trying to play basketball. He wasn't mean, but he was teaching me something without even realizing it. Now, he realized that I did it at the time. He was building confidence in that area. Now, basketball was a small area of my life. There are so many things that I learned playing sports that built the confidence in those areas. And I didn't build my confidence on the praise of man in basketball. Whenever I was playing sports and growing up, as a matter of fact, in games, whenever my mom was talking, I, couldn't, I, I, I tuned her out. And I tuned the, the, the audience out and I tuned those things out. And I was, I was not trained to do that, but I was encouraged to do that. And so I never was, whenever someone was criticizing, I didn't hear that. You say, well, what are you saying? Are you saying to, uh, to, to, to build your confidence by, in the Christian life by just doing things and, and building it upon yourself? No, no, no. See, that's where the difference comes into play. But there is one truth to it. Don't build your confidence as a Christian on the, the praise and the approval of man. Because as soon as criticism comes, you'll squander. If Brother John Sykes were to come up to me and he were to, to, to offer me praises and say, hey, that was an awesome message, you're just an awesome... I mean, he would just to, to lather it on. And I were to think, man, he's right, man. I am awesome. And then the next week he comes up to me and, and I preach a message and he comes up to me and he says, mm, that, was a, that was a little bit of a dud. And I say, man, I'm the worst. I mean, I walked in the building and Lizzie said she hated my tie. I mean, come on. Laney, do you like this tie? I like you more than her. So what do we build it on? We find ourselves building our confidence upon the Word of God. You see, the, the praise and the approval of man is like sinking sand, but this never sinks. And this is a firm foundation. So what do you need to choose? Number one, you choose the Lord. Number two, I, in 2022, I will choose joy. 
As we mentioned a couple of weeks ago, joy is often something that we think, oh, uh, the world has robbed us of our joy. The world can't rob you of your joy. Your joy is surrendered. You give your joy to the world and you say, my circumstances are so bad. My, My life is so bad. Everything around me is so bad. Just take the joy with it. But if you rest in Christ, you'll find that joy is often, and we find in Scripture that our joy is found in Christ alone. The world can't rob us of our joy because even in the midst of the hardest circumstances, even in the midst of pain, even in the midst of situations that aren't pleasant, our joy is found in Christ. Now, our circumstances might make us unpleasant or make, might make this situation unpleasant, but our joy is still found in Christ. In Philippians 4.4, 4, the Bible says, Rejoice in the Lord always. Again, I say rejoice. As I read Philippians 4.4, 4, it's as though he is trying to get the point across, and he says, Rejoice in the Lord always. And it's as though you're standing there staring at him and you're saying, what now? And he says, again, I say rejoice. Just rejoice. Psalm 118.24, this is the day which the Lord hath made. We will rejoice in it and be glad. As you think about the life of Paul, I make reference many, many times, but Paul was one who was in a difficult situation but says, I'm not joyful in my situation. I don't have to be glad about what's going on. But hey, God is still good. I've got the joy of the Lord. You think about the life of Job. I mean, man, his, his wife says, curse God and die. I mean, look, man, you, your life is miserable. Just curse God and die. What does he do? He falls down and worships the Lord. I choose joy. In 2022, I could choose to be frustrated, but I choose joy. In 2022, I could choose to, to just be so irritated about the world's conditions, but I choose joy. In 2022, I could, I could think about all the problems that I have and all the, the situations that are going to arise and all of the frustration and all of the, 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 the times whenever it's not going to go my way, but instead I'm going to choose joy. I wonder if you would choose joy in 2022. What about number three? I choose God's Word. Now look, these are very practical. But it's an amazing thing. Oftentimes within our lives, we don't realize how much of the practical plays a part in our lives. I mean, the, the daily living is, is filled with these things right now. We're always looking for the, the big, uh, shiny Hollywood signs, but it's all about these right here, the practical things. I choose God's Word. In Psalm 119, 105, the Bible says, Thy Word is a lamp unto my feet and a light unto my path. I wonder if in 2022 you would take God's Word for what it is. I wonder if you would give yourself to the reading of God's Word and say, Lord, use your Word to change my life. Lord, reveal yourself through your word. Lord, I want to not choose all of these other books that could be, you know, good and might be a helpful uh, tool. But, Lord, I want to choose your word on a daily basis. I have more books than I can probably read in the next 25 years. And some of them are are good books. Some of them I appreciate. As a matter of fact, I'm enjoying this book right here. But if I give myself to the reading of some of these good books right here, to the neglect of this book right here, then I've missed it. I've missed out on all of what God has for me. So in 2022, I choose God's Word. Number four, in 2022, I choose God's will. This is one that many of us struggle and wrestle with on a daily basis. The will of God, whenever I was growing up as a teenager, seemed like some far mystical area that you know I kind of had to just find one day. Until I realized through God's word and through the reading of God's word that God's will is shown throughout. 
Proverbs 3, 5 and 6 says, Trust in the Lord with all thine heart and lean not unto thine own understanding. In all thy ways acknowledge him and he shall direct thy paths. Romans 12, 1 and 2, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that ye present your bodies a living sacrifice, holy, acceptable unto God, which is your reasonable service. And be not conformed to this world, but be ye transformed by the renewing of your mind that ye may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. I choose God's will. Growing up, I, I played sports, and I remember right after I was called to preach, being able to be invited to some basketball camps and things like that, but I was called to preach. And I remember thinking and, and even talking to some friends, and people would say, oh, man, you're, gonna, you're not going to go to those camps. You're not going to go and do that. You're not going to go and do that. Man, you're going to miss out. I'm now here standing before you saying I didn't miss out. God's been so good. I'm so thankful for the calling on my life. I'm so thankful for what God has called me to do and the opportunity to stand and proclaim the word of God. There's just not another joy. It's wonderful. Can I encourage you to choose God's will? God's will for your life might just be that you be a faithful servant in the local church, but you say, you know what, I just don't know that I could serve in the local church, and you've been holding yourself back. God's will, he might be calling you to the mission field. God's will might be that you would be doing something else or whatever the case might be, but fear has crept in. And you just say, I just don't know. Well, would you surrender to the Lord and say, in 2022, Lord, I'm at your expense. Lord, whatever you lead me to do, I'll say yes. I choose God's will. Number five, I choose faithfulness. I choose faithfulness. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4, 2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. You say, but it's hard. What, what if you can't see what, what's going to take place and you just don't know and you're kind of wondering, what is God going to do? The Bible says in 2 Corinthians 5, 7, For we walk by faith, not by sight. And as you begin to think about being a faithful servant of the Lord, being a faithful servant of the Lord just means you do what you're supposed to do when you're supposed to do it. You're where you're supposed to be when you're supposed to be there. You're, you're faithful to the Lord. You're giving yourself to the Lord. You're faithful in the things that God has put before you. And you begin to say, Lord, if this is all you have for me, then I'm going I'm to give my all to it. And then God begins to reveal that he has more for you. He has more for you. And he has more for you. Now, I got pulled into a Hallmark movie just a couple of weeks ago. And it illustrated this point. I don't know the name of it, so don't ask. But I know this. And, and we always joke, all Hallmark movies are the same. They are. But when Miss Kelly wants to watch a Hallmark movie and there ain't no football on, Hallmark movie it is. And so there was this guy who was supposed to be this really good actor. He was from a small town. And he was, he was coming home to be the Scrooge in the play. Any of you know which one I'm talking about? You know which one I'm talking about? Yeah, okay, you know which one I'm talking about. It was pretty good. not going to lie. The, Scroo- the, the actor who played Scrooge, he was good. But uh, So he's acting in the, 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 this play, and he's got an assistant with him this, this whole time. Just a, you know, a guy who's, who's following him around. He's taking pictures. He's videoing. He's trying to get this big part for this big this big movie that it was his mom's favorite book that they're now putting into a movie. You know I'm into it if I if I'm able to tell you the storyline, right? And so 
he's acting, and, and all of a sudden they're, they're coming to the end of the play, and, or to the end of the skit, and she's kind of helping him act, and he's acting this part out. Well, it's, just, it's this really intense scene, and he doesn't know this, but his assistant is at the very top of the balcony just recording the scene as he's practicing. Well, then all of a sudden, he shoots the, the scene over to the directors and this and that. And, and uh, his, he's coming out of the play practice, and his assistant is standing there, and his assistant tells him, hey, I took some shots of this. I sent it over to the directors, and they want to meet with you. I mean, this is his dream come true. Now, I'm going to fast forward. If you go back and watch this, I'm sorry I'm about to ruin it for you. We never find out if he got the part or not, okay? But as, as the movie's coming to an end, he's standing outside, and he's standing there, and this is just an assistant. He's standing there with his, his assistant, and he says, do you think I'm doing the right thing? He was about to leave the play to go and be the movie, meet the movie producers, and he was going to leave the people who were doing this, this play in his hometown hanging. So he's standing there, and he says, do you think I'm doing the right thing? And he says, do you, do you, do you, want, me to talk, do you want me to answer as your friend or as your assistant? And he looks at him and says, what about as my manager? What he was, I mean, what he was saying is, you've got the part. You've done this all these years, and so now I'm going to give you more to do. And, and when you're a preacher, you try to apply everything. You try to find principles, and you try to you say, hey, he shot a basketball. How can that be applied to something biblical? You know, you're, you're trying to find, you know, anything and everything. And I was sitting there thinking, there it is. He was faithful. And I began to picture many times whenever we're just doing the small things that the Lord has told us to do. And we say, hey, Lord, if this is all you're ever going to give me, I'll do it to the best of my ability. Lord, if, if that means I'm going to do this and no one's going to know, Lord, it doesn't matter. I'm doing it for you. And then there comes a day when the Lord says, hey, I have something for you. He says, now I have you to do this. Now I have you to do this. And you begin to see that as you're faithful, the Lord gives you more to do. And your desire is just very simple. I just want to serve the Lord. The Bible says in 1 Corinthians 4.2, Moreover, it is required in stewards that a man be found faithful. Number six, and finally, and you could, I want to encourage you, go home and choose some things. Write them on a piece of paper. These are just practical things. There are some other things that I have written down that I'm going to choose in 2022. But the final thing is this. I choose godly friendships. Choose godly friendships. Proverbs 27, 17 says, Iron sharpeneth iron, so a man sharpeneth the countenance of his friend. Proverbs 22, 24, Make no friendship with an angry man, and with a furious man thou shalt not go. I choose godly friendships. One of the things that I have begun to realize is that if you want to live for the Lord, surround yourself by people who want to live for the Lord. If you want to do great things for God, surround yourself by people who want to do great things for God. It's a shame that there are many times people who have all the potential in the world, but they've surrounded them by people that have no desire to see God do anything. And you say, man, that person could do great things for God if they would just surround themselves by the right kind of people. In 2022, I want to surround myself by godly friendships. That means that I want to surround myself by people that want to encourage me to live for God. And I can encourage them to live for God. I want to surround myself by people who say, hey, keep on keeping on. So I can tell them, hey, keep on keeping on. I want to surround myself and I want to choose godly friendships. And I wonder this morning in your own personal life, what are some things that you want to choose? 
is you sit down with a pen and paper and you say, you know what, by the grace of God, I'm going to determine to do some of these things. I choose happiness. I choose joy. I choose forgiveness. Can I share with you, 2022 is coming and there's going to probably be someone who does you wrong. You know why? Because we're all sinners. Sinners saved by grace, but still sinners. Sometimes we get in the flesh. Sometimes there will be someone who says something that they shouldn't have said and it might hurt your feelings. Could I encourage you to choose forgiveness? Or maybe there's, there's one decision that you have to make and you say, you know what, I want to choose all of those things. I want to choose uh, to, to be faithful and I want to choose the godly friendships and I want to choose God's word and God's will and all of those things that you've mentioned, but you have some other things yourself. Don't say, well, maybe next year. A couple of years ago, I preached a message, stop saying someday. And that's with this thought in mind. If you're only going to always think about it, you'll never get to see it through. I would love to say, you know what, I started and it just didn't happen. For some reason, it just didn't happen. Something fell through, I wasn't able to see it through. Maybe God shut the door. But if you stand there and you look back in your life and you say, man, I sure would have wished I would have. You're going to look back with regret. And I want to be able to look back in my life and say, you know what, I have no regrets about living for God, trying to accomplish some things. A couple of years ago, we did the 50,000 campaign. We only got about 27 or 31,000 of those handed out. I can't remember which number it is. Regardless, we didn't get 50,000 handed out. But I don't have any regrets. I look back, as a matter of fact, I was just talking. You never know how it can impact somebody else's life. A couple of years ago when we did that, there was a youth group that came up. My brother-in-law brought his youth group up. And on Wednesday, I had the opportunity of preaching. And that young teenager is still in the church. And Thursday, we went and played basketball with him for a little while. And he was standing outside and he asked me, Hey, when are you guys going to do that campaign again? I want to come do that again. That was so much fun. I was thinking he was just a teenager showing up, wouldn't remember it, wouldn't think anything of it. Now he's in his church saying, hey, I want to serve God again in that way. I want to do something like that again. And so I want to encourage you, you're going to make some choices in 2022. What are those choices going to be? I choose you fill in the blank. I want to encourage you to start with the Lord. Choose the Lord. Let him from there fill everything else out and say, hey, choose this, choose that. Don't choose this. Don't choose that. Hey, that's not worth your time. That's not worth your while. Choose these things. Lord, we do thank you. Lord, we thank you for your grace. We thank you for your goodness. I pray that you would help us now, Lord. Lord, that you would be with us. Lord, that you would help us to choose some things that are worthwhile. Choose some things that will help us. Lord, I pray that we would all choose you. And from there, Lord, you would show us exactly what you have for us. And Lord, we'd choose them. We'd claim it. I pray that you would help us now be with the piano as it plays. Lord, I pray that you would be with those who may be hurting, those who are struggling, those who are seeking direction, those who need comfort, those who want to rejoice. May we find ourselves the altar for just a few moments, spending some time in prayer, thanking you as we close out this year with a spirit of thankfulness, gratefulness, happiness. We'll thank you for it. Guide us now. Be with the invitation. For it's in Jesus' name we do pray. Amen. Would you?